Hello, everyone, and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host, Chili, as we talk about news, reviews, and all that good stuff. Yay! This week was an existing week that happened, and stuff might have happened or not happened this week, including money transfers of some big numbers or something. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was something this week. Actually, there's one thing I need to ask about. Um, and to ask, we've got Gary. Hey, Gary. Oh, hello! It is so good to be here. How How are you today? I'm pretty good, man. How about you? I'm not bad, thank you. Um, and we've got Alfonso. Hey, Alfonso. Hello, hello. Hello, Ben. I just realized, why is your name Perfect PDA in the Discord? <laughs> because I have to follow Perfect Cell, so yeah, I changed it to Perfect PDA. <laughs> But what what does it mean? It's still Pump Daddy A, but I did abbreviate oh. Pump Daddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. But you're perfect now. You just yeah. ruined my day. I was having such a good day. <laughs> but you're not semi perfect anymore. You're, <laughs> you've gone to perfect. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh. Okay. I I'll bring this up first because I didn't see this in the um in our website on a website or um everyone had seen that rumor of the um backwards compatibility tweet that was going around for yeah i mean no there's first okay there was an a sony tweeted out a trailer that had was to promote a advert by a singer i think it is that had one two three on it now everyone jumped to the conclusion thinking that place this means PlayStation One Two Three. Yeah, backwards compatibility and all that lot. Blah blah. Everyone jumped straight to that because it had some old school PlayStation symbols. But it also had the starting sounds of the system. Yeah. Okay. Did has anything happened to that yet? Because from what I guessed, my brain thought one two three. They're not going to announce randomly backwards compatibility without any like lead up, and it's not just going to be a random thing that they announced, like just announced. It's going to be an event probably, and it is January twenty third, aka my birthday, when this is recorded, which would be one two three. So the they would be the first of the twenty third. Has anything happened yet, or is it just still? Uh, no, nothing has happened as far as I know, and I don't okay. think anything major is going to happen. <laughs> ah, okay. Alfonso? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to speculate into this because people always jump into the conclusion. If Sony, if this is Sony's plan, then yeah, I'm happy, but I'm, I'm not happy, like, oh, excited that I heard about this. Like, I'll, I'll wait until is actually true so yeah yeah uh to me it just feels like something they would want to uh, as a big announcement because yeah yeah it's just gonna be like and now it's out yeah i mean okay. sony has done some random ps5 news drop in the past from magazine that happened on That's a random true. day um i mean Anything is possible, but I highly, highly doubt it'll come this way. 
So, yeah, I don't know. But I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go with Dying Light 2, which is one of the most controversial games this year so far with the whole, it will take 500 hours to to beat the campaign, which was just if you beat everything. Um, they just tweet, I saw that there's a post saying that it, there is 350,000 words. Good, good for you. Good, good for you that your video game has words and not just it. It, it might as well just say our game has one point two million letters. It means about the same to me. Um, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I really don't care the amount of words in a video game, especially for a game like this where I don't know. I won't care about the story at all. Um, Gary. That's not well, the story, by the way. It's That's sad that you don't care about the story. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's something obviously they're proud of. Um, I think that what that's referencing to is the amount of dialogue spoken in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a lot for a game that's, you know, supposedly just you know go and hack and slash everything. Um, and there is from what I played in my preview event, there's a lot of dialogue, there's a lot of interesting things that go on. Um, Whether it's, you know, through the story or through random events, you're always hearing people essentially fighting for survival. And it's kind of immersive in that way. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about this, but, you know, it's something they're proud of and it's something they want to tell people. So, to me, good for them. What about you, Alfonso? Um, yeah, like Gary said, they're, they're proud of it. Um, it. It's just saying that the, 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 the story is lengthy. That's how I see it. Um, when it comes to games and dialogue, I play it two different ways. The first time I started, I played where the dialogue is not on the screen. And the second time I played where I could have the dialogue on screen, so I could just follow along with the characters moving on their mouths and what they're speaking the words and just read along to what they're saying. Um, yeah, I, I don't care that your game has this amount of words because most likely people that I know that usually start these type of games, they play with the dialogue off because they don't want the con- uh, they don't want the words um cut into the content of the characters based on movements etc cetera, etc cetera. so um yeah like i said good on them but that really doesn't affect me so for me it's more the <laughs> fact that as you said i'm going into this wanting to hack and slash because it's zombies like that's why i'm going would pay dying light for really if i'm honest um so there's also the PlayStation PlayStation um, covers, which have released now. Midnight Black and mm-hmm. Cosmic Red are now available by PS Direct. Uh, they are forty five pounds, uh, which is quite expensive, but not too bad, really, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah, until now, it was only um, illegal third party covers. So yeah, interesting. 
Are you still are you thinking about picking one up? I think I thought you were Alfonso, weren't you at one point? No, I'm not because mine's is already covered. I, I have mine's all covered with stickers and and accessories. So and um plus um I super glued like my main my main PS5 that I have at home, I super glued the stand because I was tired to keep moving. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make Wait, sense. Wait, you super glued the stand? Yeah. Yeah, I super glued the stand to the plate. Because <laughs> I kept okay. tired. Like, you know, I had to dust, you know, I had to dust around the PS5 so it, it doesn't stay clean. And yeah, every time I move it, the stand keep moving. So I super glued that bitch. Well, now you can't put a new hard drive into it. Way to go, man. Yes, I can. Can you, though? Yes, Gary, I can. I can still take off the plate. It's glued to the plate. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like I said, I'm mostly going after the, um, the that, that blue controller for my sister, which are out now, but I just didn't get a chance to buy yet. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, Gary. Uh, yeah. Um. No. I. I really like how it's white. I like the white color with the black. I like the original. Um. I don't see myself changing it any anytime soon. Um. My problem and my worry with these faceplates is it's kind of gonna kill the need to buy like the special edition systems with like the cool designs now because why make the system with a new design when you can just buy the plates with that design and put it on there. See, I like that more. Yeah. I think that's cooler. I don't know. I yeah, that's fine, I'd... but that what was the point of doing them with the PS4 and the PS3 and stuff? It's to make more money by selling these special units. Now mm -hmm. it's about the faceplates, which obviously they're not going to charge you $500 for a faceplate like they could before. Yeah, but, what they, but what they can do instead is not sell the faceplate separately, but with the big game, sell it as stupidly expensive collector edition, and that's the one you need to buy the face to get the faceplate. I guess, but I, I'm hoping people aren't stupid enough to pay three hundred dollars just for a faceplate. <laughs> again, you say that. I want to say I hope people aren't stupid enough to do that, but no. But you say that, but like two hundred dollars, you get the game, the season pass, or whatever the game is. You know, um, mm -hmm. a statue. And the faceplate. People eat that up. Well, well yeah, because you're getting a lot more there. Than yeah, just I'm not saying you're just going to get the faceplate, but I'm just like, that'll be what they would, yeah, they would do. It's like, or they would replace the statue with the faceplate and have you have an art book. Mm -hmm. Like, the the faceplate might remove, like, replace the statues in big collection editions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we'll yeah. just have to wait and see until the first one comes out because Sony hasn't yeah. released a special edition type of PS5 yet. Um, Microsoft well, have, obviously. The PS5s. <laughs> yeah. Well, Microsoft has with Halo. They released a special yeah. Halo one, which is actually really cool looking. I actually really like it. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see I'm until. We'll, we'll see what, what the first company tries. You always think it's going to be Square because Square really likes doing that kind of stuff. Was like Final Fantasy 16, maybe, but we'll see. Uh, I like the, I like, okay, with the the Halo, I like the con the console, but I didn't like the controller. Mm. So, 
at least one of the controllers, because there was two like edition controllers announced, right? I can't remember one of them. I really disliked. I can't remember. Which I'm one. not sure. I don't remember. Going back to Dying Light before I forget, and uh, they announced a free upgrade from the PS4 to PS5 version, which is nice. Also, it's crossplay. I didn't know that. Nice between Sony and, Play- and Microsoft. So that's good. Yeah. So if you if you've got a friend who plays it on Xbox, you can play the PS5 or PS4 version with them. And if you got the PS4 version and you upgrade to a PS5, you can get that for free, which is nice. Thank you, Techland. That's nice of you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good because um, at first that wasn't going to be the case. Nice. Um, and they just barely announced that because they're able. To, uh, they were always going to make it free, but they didn't think they'd be able to get it done in time for a launch. But it seems like they were able to do it, so good for nice. them. Especially the the crossplay stuff. Um, yeah, they didn't think they'd be able to have that at launch. I still think I don't think they have crossplay with PC yet, Probably which not. makes sense because the PC has some crazy settings that you can change around and yeah. <laughs> um, and plus, I don't like. I hate to insult the PC players, but there's more modders on PC than there are console. Like, I'm not saying that console models don't exist, because they do exist, but it's much easier for people to do it on PC than it is to do it on console. Mm-hmm. Or should we say cheaper, because I know that they're like mods you can buy normally. Illegal mods that you shouldn't touch. Uh-huh. Don't touch. Bad. Um, talking about modifying stuff. Oh, wait, so did I ask Afonso? Afon- Sorry. What exactly? About um, dying light cross playing and um. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Next gen upgrade. Like I said, um, yeah, it's nice that it's free. Um, speaking about that, uh, just to throw in that real quick because I told Gary about this. Um, Dirt Five is now able to cross save between ps4 and ps5 they did a patch so um if you're playing dirt 5 and worried that you have to play the ps5 version again you don't because you're now able to bring over your ps4 save so thank you cold master for that uh yeah as for dying light yeah it's um yeah it's nice that you get to get the upgrade for free and like i was always been saying um it's nice that you'll get to cross-play against other systems because a lot of people don't have PlayStation. A lot of people don't have Xbox people in their preference. So it's nice that you can cross-play with other systems. So good on them. Talking about modifying. Um, well, it's not really modifying, but it kind of is. Man, we go through news articles really fast today. Um, Dreams. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but supposedly um, there is a homemade. Is it? Was it? Sony's make you can and then they make movie using Dreams. Uh, Dreams is the free to play creation software that well not free to play the paid to play creation software on PS4. And one second. And it's pretty good. Um, I wish I could be good at it, but I'm rubbish. Um, but there are some incredible 
skilled artists out there that have made so many good things and it's pretty impressive what sony is doing here is it, is it going to be a full movie or is it just going to be one second uh okay it's a bend, blend of live action footage and animation that's still pretty impressive that they're using this tool to make something like that with it uh, i know you're a big fan of dreams gary i am a very big fan of dreams um it's an incredible creative tool um and i'm very happy that sony's continuing to support it um other companies i think would have just let it die out if it didn't have the install base but this is not the kind of game where you're buying it to to play games on you're buying it to create stuff um and you know it started off as just oh you can build your own levels you can build your own games and then later on they added so you can build sculptures and art and then make your own music now um and now you know we've seen some amazing creations in in dreams uh of you know fan-made games someone went in and remade uh dead space uh like a small level in dead space and uh in in dreams we had star wars stuff made we even had dragon ball stuff um if you really look for it i've seen some really cool stuff but this one is big um this is sony animation pictures animation uh who is obviously a very established animation studio they've made big budget movies and theaters that they've released um and now they're using essentially a video game to help animate what this movie that they're making um it's it's a big move and i hope this opens it up for a lot of other studios maybe to look at it and be like hey maybe we can do this too maybe we can use this tool if it's you know really easy to use and it works well um i hope that sony realizes that of all the games to release on pc that dreams should be one of them right now yes um yes. creating on console is fine but it's clunky using dreams to create on pc with a mouse and a keyboard uh with the precision you can use with the keyboard even a touchpad on on pc you are going to see some stupid insane things people can make um and if sony finds a way to implement dreams with say unreal engine if they can coexist um you can potentially see some incredible games come out from studios and one day you might even see games made in dreams released on nintendo switch and xbox you know um i think it needs to happen i also think that you know dreams should be one of those games that they also do release on the nintendo switch and the xbox um let it be like a minecraft for them you know this is essentially a creation tool now it'll release as a game with creation tools possibilities but it's a creation tool now um and clearly it's good enough that it's caught the eye of a major motion picture studio to to use as a tool so yeah incredible stuff and kudos and everything to media molecule and again i say kudos to sony for keeping it alive because i think any other studio would have kind of just killed it off by now that's true 
a lot of studios when they don't see any profit straight away, especially with the fact that it doesn't have DLC because you can't really exactly make DLC for it. Uh, it's not mm. like Sackboy where they had microtransactions to buy skins and level packs. You can't do that with Dreams. Um, so, yeah. I guess we're going to have to go into the big... Well, actually, no, we'll go to one more. Lot. You forgot Alfonso. Oh, sorry, Alfonso. <laughs> uh, no, I basically agree with everything that uh, Gary said. Um, I suck at Dreams. Like, I can't create for shit, but I go to it every once in a while just to see what creators create because the content in that game is just crazy like in terms of you know the detail and the amount of hours they put in to create these levels and these worlds and stuff like that so um for the simple fact that they're using this uh technology to create a movie yeah it is it's just mind-blowing and like when i when i thought of that as like i just thought about that that demo that matrix released in december and I'm just thinking, imagine what they could possibly do, something similar to that. So, yeah, congrats to Monaco. It is crazy. And like Gary said, congrats to Sony for continuing to keep dreams alive because you know how Sony is with certain things that they decide to abandon and make, you know, us, the consumer, unhappy. So, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Before we get into the big controversial news for the week, um, well, this is, I guess it's kind of controversial as well, to be honest. Um, the the basically the well, can I call him the father of PlayStation? Really? Yeah, he's the father of PlayStation. Uh, Ken Kutaragi. The inventor behind PlayStation has recently spoken about the dislike of VR and Metaverse. Um, being in the real world is very important, but the Metaverse is about making quasi-real in the virtual world, and I can't see the point of doing it. You'd rather be polished avatar instead of your real self. That's essentially no different from anonymous message board sites. Um, I, I understand his, his view on the Metaverse. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I find it weird his stance on VR because I don't know. I remember Wacky Ken back in the days, and I feel like I would have thought VR would be up his alley. I don't know why, but I feel like I would have thought VR. I guess I'd go him wrong, but I, with his talk of 4D and grind and what's it, growing vines or whatever it was back in the day, I would have thought VR would have been like. Oh my god, that's 5D or something. Uh, Alfonso. Yeah, I, I, ever since, you know, Zuckerberg announced Metaverse and all that nonsense, like, uh, I really don't care about it. So I kind of understand what he's saying, but to me, it, it seems that where they're headed, that's the future. So, uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of split and torn on it. I, yes, I agree with him, but then I I could care less because is 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 because can't be calling Facebook no more. Could I even call that no more? But yeah, I I I I don't know how to end this. Um, 
analyze this. So, Gary, you 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 take over. <laughs> um, well, I'll agree with his uh, thoughts on metaverse being stupid. Um, I don't agree with his thoughts on VR personally. By the way, before um, we go, on to, I just I want to add. I want to say this. I've been playing Persona Five recently, and I found it mm-hmm. funny that the um the the dimension in Persona Five is the metaverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Atlas can sue Facebook. <laughs> It'd be nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I I disagree with his thoughts on on VR. I think VR is great. I think it's a nice little progression thing. Um, I know a lot of companies have tried in the past and failed. I know VR isn't probably taking off as quickly or as big as a lot of companies were hoping it would. I mean, it's definitely doing better than 3D TVs are um, or did when they went all in on that. But um, I think VR is uh, one of those things where it's really good for a lot of people. You know, he brings up living in reality instead of the virtual world. And I'm like, the majority of the world does like really fucking hates reality right now. They don't want to be anywhere in it. It's a shitty place right now. Um, and escaping to a virtual place is a, a lot more appealing. Um, I mean, we're essentially escaping every time we play a video game anyway, right? It doesn't matter if it's in VR or not. So the argument in that VR isn't important is just a moot point, in my opinion. Just another way to experience movies, music, games. But the idea of Metaverse, yeah, I hate it. Um, everybody's trying to do it now, and it's just garbage. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, no not me. And by, and by the way, from what I can tell, the Metaverse is just like a really crappy version of PlayStation Home. Which was basically an upgraded version of um, Second Life. So, (laughs) nobody's missing anything. So, the real big news, really, is the fact that um, they uh, activate... Well, I keep saying it wrong, damn it. Um, Microsoft has officially bought out Activision. Well, mm-hmm. I say officially, but it's still go. It's still pending until twenty twenty three. Um, so and I doubt anything's going to happen, but you never know. EU might fi- might step in. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Microsoft has put in a bid of I think it was sixty eight billion dollars. Everyone keeps saying seventy billion, but I I know it's not. It's still a ridiculous amount of numbers, but it, it was about sixty eight billion. But I'm going to round it to sixty nine billion instead because nice. Um, yeah yeah 69 is closer than 70 when it's 68 okay (laughs) um so anyway microsoft offered 69 billion dollars to buy activision uh this includes such hit franchises as um really bad tony hawk uh yeah tony hawk yeah Crash Bandicoot. Candy Crush. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's uh, favorite Call game, Duty, Candy Crush. Overwatch. 
Uh, Diablo. I said hit games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it said it includes Call of Duty, uh, World of Warcraft, because it includes Blizzard Render and a load of different companies, Time Moon Studios, which means hopefully we can get them to make a Transformers game instead because those were fun. I'm not even joking. I had a lot of fun with the High Moon Transformer games. Um, yeah, so Call of Duty, all that lot. Um, now, a lot of the big controversy is over people asking if Call of Duty will become exclusive or not. I've said a few times on Twitter what my thoughts on this is going to be. Um, so I'm going to say it now before anyone says anything else and I'll pass it on. Um, I've said this to a lot of people right now. Xbox is, What the Xbox is probably going to do is it's probably going to be multi-platform for the next two or three games. Um, but what they're going to do is they're going to be on Xbox so heavily that most people will forget the fact that it's actually on PlayStation after two games. And it's going to be full price on PlayStation and it's going to be completely free on Game Pass on Xbox. That way, anyone that wants to purchase it isn't going to purchase it because they're just going to get an Xbox. Um, they'll probably have like an exclusive Xbox out for Call of Duty as well to have even promote it that way uh, where they'll be like oh buy our new Call of Duty Xbox Series SX and get a one year of Game Pass free which allows you to play your favourite new Call of Duty Call of Duty anti-life I don't know <laughs> um, Modern Warfare 5 point something anyway um, that's my that's and then after a couple of years, once the once that so much marketing has been pushed for Xbox, Sony's market share will be down for Call of Duty. Microsoft will be like, oh look, there's no interest in Call of Duty on PlayStation. I guess we'll cancel those versions. Um, but that, that's my thought on all that. Um, it's I can't believe Microsoft's been able to do this. I can't believe they're able to do this. Um, so yeah, uh, I think Gary's going to have a lot to say. Because, yeah. So, Alfonso first. First off, um, I still haven't, like, got over that it was just last year that they bought Bethesda. So, yeah. them coming out with this is crazy. One word, monopolization. Microsoft is coming to damn monopoly, just like Disney. Um, does this affect me personally? With the biggest one being Call of Duty, you know, because you guys know I don't care for Call of Duty. Um, do I see this, like, I, I'm curious on how this is going to work in terms of the antitrust laws, because I know Microsoft doesn't do well in Europe. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to affect them. Um, one, the one thing that was surprising to me about all of this was... Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer came out and said, even with this absorption, they're still going to be third in gaming revenue. So, I I'm curious how long is them how long is going to take them to surpass Sony? Because I think Sony's one or Nintendo's one. Um, I they say, oh, Sony's going to fail. Sony Sony lost the war. Sony Sony's going to drop. Um, I think Sony's going to be fine. I know in terms of 
decade, the gaming decade. This is what I'm about to reference is a little old, but remember back then, um, Rare used to make games for Nintendo, and Microsoft bought uh, bought Rare, and they said the same thing. Oh, Nintendo's going to fail, and Xbox started making Rare games, which was trash, and Nintendo turned out to be fine. So I think Sony's going to be fine. Um, what else I have to say is, yeah, I lost my thread, my my train of thought. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, as far as the X uh, Call of Duty being exclusive, yes, you still have two years. I, I still, I, it's coming out this year and it's coming out next year. Eventually, it will be exclusive to Xbox. I feel I feel Microsoft is gonna pull Call of Duty from PlayStation. And I feel they're gonna pull something and say, okay, if you want to have Call of Duty on your system, you have to give us something. I feel they might do what Sony does with Disney. And I feel they might ask for a, a Marvel title to be on Xbox. That's what I personally feel is gonna happen. I could be wrong, but hey. Uh yeah, I saw my thoughts on that. Gary. Uh, Gary. Everybody has such little things to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty big news. Uh, $69 billion, That's uh, $3 billion lower than what Disney paid for 20th Century Fox. So that has to kind of tell you how massive this deal is. Um, I believe Disney bought 20th Century for I think like 72, 73 million billion. Um, so it's it's huge. Obviously, the biggest deal in the gaming industry. Um, whether it goes through or not is yet to be determined. Obviously, we got to wait a whole year to to find out. But I'm pretty sure it will. If the government didn't stop the the 20th Century Fox sale, I don't see why they would stop this especially when you still have so much competition out there. You, it's not really considered a monopoly right now because you still have Ubisoft, you still have EA, you have Sony, Nintendo, Capcom, Square. There's so many gaming publishers out there that you're not really monopolizing the entire industry yet. Um, but looking at it, you know... It's definitely a deal I I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't think Activision would have really sold, but from the, the, the looks of it and from the info going around is that Bobby Kotek was actually out there trying to sell Activision Blizzard himself. Um, Facebook was one of the companies he wanted to sell to. Um, I guess they didn't want it. Probably because they already have their own problems to deal with. They don't didn't want to deal with the sexual allegations and all that going on there. Um, so Microsoft ended up buying it. Obviously, a lot comes with the purchase of Activision, but you get all these great studios who have been essentially handcuffed to Call of Duty for so long now. Um, I hope that they're going to have the freedom to make different games, to work on different things now. Um, you know, Raven always comes to mind to me because I think Raven is such a great studio um, that has been forced to work on Call of Duty. Um, and obviously, Activision has so many 
licenses and franchises that we haven't seen for so long that it'd be good for those franchises to revive. Um, when it comes to Sony's games, the way I see it is um, we're probably not going to see anything. It's hard for me to say. Everything that Activision has in development now, uh, announced or not announced, is going to be on PlayStation up until, I would assume, 2025 at least. Um, those deals are already in place. Unless Microsoft throws out the contract, which then they have to pay Sony a lot of money by destroying those contracts. Um, we're not really going to see anything exclusive come to Xbox unless it's brand new announced or brand new going into production specifically after all these other contracts have been signed. Um, so Call of Duty, I'm sure, Diablo 4, um, Overwatch 2, that's all still going to come to PlayStation. Those are under contract with Sony as well. Um, whether it's something new they announced that hasn't been in development internally, like a Guitar Hero or um, a new Crash Bandicoot if they haven't started working on a new Spiral, those can be exclusive. Um, and I said this with Bethesda, and I'll say it again with Activision, you don't spend $69 billion to release games on other consoles. Um, you would if you're smart because you're still going to be making all the money. You know, you're selling to your competitor, but you're still going to be making more profit that way because now you're selling it on PC, your own system, Xbox, and you're also selling it on your competitor system on of PlayStation. So it's a smart move to sell uh, multi platform, but you also want people to purchase your games. And uh, for your own exclusive console. You want people to have and own your console, but as we've seen now, Microsoft isn't really in the console business, I, I don't think, at this point anymore. They're in this, the, the Game Pass business. And I think for Microsoft right now, they don't care how many units PlayStation outsells them by. Um, I think their goal right now is to get Game Pass on PlayStation. And they're going to do everything they can to do that. Um, whether it's putting a stranglehold on titles from Activision Blizzard um, or whatever deals they can come up with. I think their ultimate goal is to put Game Pass on PlayStation. They don't care about the sales of Xbox. They already know they can't compete in the hardware department against PlayStation. And definitely they can't compete against Nintendo. PlayStation can't compete against Nintendo right now. Because the Switch is outselling the two to one. So, Game Pass is the big thing. Um, as far as them making a profit, uh, it puts them third place, like you said, Alfonso. Uh, I believe Tencent is number one, Sony is number two, and now Microsoft is number three. Um, I've seen a lot of numbers going around from analysts and stuff like that. and. You know, you would think that this is a big loss for Sony, but it's not as big as people think. Um, from research that I've seen uh, when it comes to sales of Activision Blizzard titles, for 2020 and 2021, between January and September, 
Um, Sony made a profit on Activision Blizzard games between 87 and 278 million dollars from their games, um, which seems like a lot. Yeah, and it's a lot. You know, people keep saying Call of Duty's dead, yet Call of Duty's still in the top three of the best-selling games every month. Um, until the next one comes out, then that one takes over. You know, it looks like a lot of money, but between January and September of last year, Sony made $8.8 billion from game revenue. So you look at that number compared to $278 million, it's not as big of a loss as a lot of people might think it is. Um, obviously, Call of Duty is the biggest number for Activision Blizzard. That's why they kept funneling studios into it, because that's the only games making money for them. Um, so everybody's like, oh, Sony's dead, and Sony needs to go on a buying spree. Sony's not going to do any of that, because they don't need to do any of that. Would it be nice uh, if Sony acquired a major publisher? Sure, why not? Um, but I think Sony is once again seeing the payoff in um, growth of their own. Um, yeah. Funneling money into development teams that they have or they've noticed smaller development teams uh, giving them the freedom to make their games and make them exclusive to their console. Um, we saw it with Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I'm sure not a super crazy AAA seller, but it won awards, and awards matter to Sony. We know awards matter to Sony. <laughs> um, they're in the quality business. Um, and, you know, they pick up these smaller devs. Sony's idea or policy, I guess, of the studios they pick up are very strategic. You know, they're, they're now in the PC game business. They're releasing games on PC. Their purchase of Nexon, I believe it's Nexon, right? Um, was an incredibly strategic move because they picked up a studio where they can go in and port their games now because Nexon is really good at PC ports of console games. Um, and if you look at how incredible God of War is doing right now on Steam, number one game on Steam um, for like since it came out now, um, it was a fantastic port. Uh, Nexon helped with that port, so they they bought a studio here who can keep the quality of game that they release on console and release that same quality on PC. So, obviously, a very strategic buy for Sony. Um, and they're seeing these smaller studios, and they're picking these studios up because they see the potential. They're striking deals with brand-new studios. Um, with, you know, the, 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 the studio with um, Jade Raymond uh, struck a deal with that studio. Uh, Col- is not gonna- What's the new studio that from the ex-Call of Duty developers? Um, I don't remember what it is, but they struck a deal with them. Um, they're looking at more partnerships rather than buying out. 
And I feel like that's the big difference between the two right now is Microsoft kind of wants their own thing going on. You know, they they want... How can I put this? Microsoft and Sony, the difference for me is quantity over quality. Microsoft is quantity right now. They have like 38 studios or something. Um, more so now with Activision Blizzard purchase, and while Sony is still focused on quality. I think Sony still has more studios though, right? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. But the, the sale also signifies something as a Microsoft Studio Game Studios employee as kind of a slap in the face. Because if I was one of these developers, I'd look at it. If I was a developer for 343 Studios, right? I just released Halo Infinity. got good reviews. People are loving it. People are kind of not talking about it anymore, which is kind of sad. Um, but if I was an employee for them, I'd be like, they're buying all these studios. They just bought Activision Blizzard with like five developers that make first-person shooters because they all work on Call of Duty. What does that say about me and my studio? Do they just not trust my studio? They just bought five other studios that work on the same genre of shooter as me? Is the Halo going to go to Infinity Ward or Sledgehammer Games soon? To me, I feel like this kind of buying spree from Microsoft says that they have no faith in their own studios, their own first-party studios that they built from the ground up. So they're buying up studios instead. That's how I would feel if I was an Xbox Game Studio developer. Um, and they're handing out projects to some of these studios that they've also bought out. Um, I believe uh, Perfect Dark is one of them. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. Um, if somehow the courts do deem this uh, sale invalid or illegal in some way, I don't see them not allowing some of the sale to go through. Um, I could see them splitting studios up, much like what happened with um, THQ when they went under, where they put their franchises and their developers up for sale for other studios to buy if they wanted. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them I got picked up, happening. a lot of them didn't. A lot of them didn't get picked up, and it was sad. Um, I know the big news was that, you know, Visual Games, the creators of Darksiders, which was THQ, one of THQ's most popular franchises, nobody picked them up. And they didn't know why. It's like, we were one of the best studios THQ had, and nobody wanted us. Um, and it was kind of sad. Uh, but something like that could happen here, if somehow the courts deem some, this kind of a sale a monopoly um but with the way the courts are right now i just don't see that happening um but it's going to be interesting to see you know i i read some article i think a couple of days ago where they compared you know microsoft sony and nintendo and it's like the the way people are looking at it right now it's like microsoft has the money that sony nintendo wants sony has the game developer quality that Microsoft and Nintendo want, and Nintendo has the IPs that Microsoft and Sony want. <laughs> um, 
and that kind of makes sense. You know, um, everybody wants their platformer to be Mario. They want their action adventure to be a Zelda. Um, they just can't match that quality for some reason. So, but Sony has the studios, but they don't have the IPs, I guess. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I do expect Sony to pick up a couple studios, but not obviously to this extent. Um, they're gonna just keep the course and and see what happens. Um, we know they essentially have a lock on Square Enix games right now, yeah. uh, with their AAA games at least. Uh, from what I've heard and what I know, um, I think four out of the five AAA titles that Square is going to be releasing in the next three to four years are going to be timed exclusive on PlayStation. So, people saying Sony should buy Square, that can't happen. Um, Japan has antitrust laws that are a lot worry stricter than they are here. Um, for, for, from the research I've done, and I, I, I finally learned, you know, you can't go in and do a hostile takeover of a company in Japan. It's not possible. The only way a Sega, Square, or Capcom can sell is if every single person who has a stake and ownership in that company approves that sale and is okay with that sale. So. CEOs, board of directors, presidents, everybody has to agree to the sale for it to happen. If one person says, I don't want to sell, while everybody else says, okay, the sale doesn't happen. So if that's the case here, I don't see it happening. I, I, I just don't see Square saying, okay, go ahead and buy us Microsoft so we can make no money off of our games in our own country. Because that's a fact. Square games just don't sell in Japan on Xbox. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and same thing with Sega and Capcom, Konami, Atlas. You know, take your pick. They just don't sell in Japan on Xbox. So, unless they just don't give a shit, I think a lot of people in Japan are very patriotic and they just won't be okay with abandoning their country like that. <laughs> so partnerships, mergers, go for it. We've seen mergers happening over there for a long time. Bandai and Namco, Square and Enix, Sega and Sammy. They've been merging to survive. So but yeah. Uh that's kind of all I really have to say on the matter. I'm it's just Microsoft doing what Microsoft does, you know, swallowing everything up until they win by default eventually, essentially. So. Okay. Is there any other news that I've not, I haven't brought up? Oh. Man, I haven't even looked. Um. um no. There is a thing about how um, Sony can't make 
um, enough PS5, so they're going back to make a million PS4s. And they came out where Microsoft said they stopped making Xbox One uh, last year or 20... Was it last year? Or, yeah, somewhere last year. And, yeah, they're, they're, saying, they're saying that this is making Sony look weak because you're, you're making last-gen console world. Sony, I mean, Xbox, Microsoft is making the current gen. Um, for me... Yes, it does make Sony look weak, but in the end of the day, that's all they can do right now because they can't they can't get enough PSIs out. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's nothing else to really say about it. Like, <laughs> what what about you guys? Um, I don't think it makes Sony look weak. Um, Sony supported their past consoles like two to three years after the new ones came out. Um, it's no different here. Um, could it be because there's a shortage for PS5 um, parts? Definitely it could be. Um, Sony has come out and refuted saying that they were always planning to release more PS4s uh, this year. Whether you want to believe them or not, you know, that's everybody's decision, but... <clears throat> The way I'm looking at it right now, it's I think it's a good move. Uh, PS4s kind of became hard to find going into the pandemic. Um, and it has such a massive install base of games. Why not release more yeah. consoles for people who can't find a PS5? Because they just can't find a PS5. They just can't do it <laughs> for the life of them. Scalpers are everywhere. They're picking everything up. Um, and they have to f- solve that problem. They have to solve chip problems. You know, why stop people from being able to enjoy games? You know, there's still a lot of PS4, PS5 cross-gen games coming around. Um, Dying Light 2 is just one of them. Horizon is still going to be on PS4. You know, this is why Sony decided to make Horizon Forbidden West on PS4 and God of War Ragnarok on PS4. They essentially probably saw this coming. We talked about this if you know on a previous podcast, especially with God of War being come coming to PS4. It's like it makes sense because there's just not enough PS5s for probably how much they spent on that game to make profit on it just on the PS5. People are gonna buy the crap out of that game on PS4, just like they will for Horizon Forbidden West. So I don't see this as a weakness. I see this as the strategy for Microsoft, because like I just said, Microsoft, in my opinion, isn't in the hardware business anymore. They gave up on the Xbox One the day the Series X came out. Clearly, they stopped making them. Um, so much for the argument is if you don't like, you know, the fact that the Xbox One was going to be online only, you can still buy a 360. If you remember say, that argument when they announced that. <laughs> uh, what happened to that argument? When- they can't really say that when they had that argument years ago. Like, if you don't want to go online only, well, we've got your the Xbox 360 for you. Exactly. But now that Sony is like, oh, hey, here's you can still play the PS4, but you can't buy the Xbox One anymore. What is that saying? Completely flip-flop. Play the narrative to your advantage is what that is. Um, 
But like I said, Microsoft is not in the hardware business anymore. They're in the Game Pass business, and they want to put Game Pass on everything. They've already said it. They want to put it on everything. I think the biggest question right now is to see who folds first, if anybody does. Are, is Nintendo going to get Game Pass first, or is Sony going to get it first, or none of them? Will they hold out and be like, you know what? E- Nintendo's back. Like, listen, we- we've survived without EA and Activision for three console generations just fine. We don't need I mean, you. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Nintendo would, but not Game Pass as in... I, I gotta say this. Game Pass itself, will I don't think will ever be on PlayStation or, or PlayStation or Nintendo just because of how much hassle that would be to make those Xbox games now be on t- two other different consoles. Um, that's a lot more development time. But I could see xCloud coming to Nintendo easily. They're already branching out with cloud-based games. Look at, fun, uh, look at um, what you call it, Kingdom Hearts. So I could Which see is them... Not like, a very good example to use, man. <laughs> that game is running at, really badly. <laughs> Fine, then look at Resident Evil 7. Yeah. I'm not giving an example of how badly it runs. I'm just like how the fact that they started embracing cloud gaming is the main example. And xCloud is is pretty much the whole of Game Pass, but cloud streaming. So I could see xCloud coming to Nintendo. Um. I don't think it'll come to PlayStation because it will eat into third-party sales. Um, and people don't seem to understand that. So, But I could see it coming to uh, Nintendo because they don't really get the third-party games. And this way, technically, they could get more third-party games than they're currently getting because they don't have to downscale the graphics to fit on the Switch. Like, I know it's not... Most games, it's not too bad. But it's still something that developers have to put time into. By having this on their system, they could still get a cut of games that they would not have been able to run in the first place. So. Yeah. Yeah, Something we'll have to see. We'll see if either one of them allows anything from Microsoft to appear like that. Who knows? Maybe with Banjo Kazooie coming to Nintendo online, maybe that was maybe there's some sort of deal in the background. I mean, we saw Ori come to the Switch as well, and Cuphead, yeah. and now Cuphead is also on PlayStation. So it's it's yeah, but it's still hard for me. I mean, we got Cuphead um, wasn't owned by the company, right? It was just an exclusive contract. I guess so. Yeah, but I remember Microsoft published it. Yeah. On but Xbox, they helped fund it, so. that's why. I don't think they own yeah. the company. Um, but, but they do own really, Ori the com- and the Blind Forest. Yeah. And they came to Switch. So. But, yeah. But the, is, did the sequel go to Switch? Not yet, no. That Maybe it was a contract. Because maybe the original... Because I thought Ori was a third-party game until Microsoft jumped in. Maybe it was contractual reasons that they had to... Anyway, we have no idea. Uh, but on the sa- you say that, but on the same thing, Smash Brothers got uh, Minecraft Steve, didn't it? Yes. It now just got Banjo-Kazooie. And there's also rumors of GoldenEye, isn't there, in the future? So 
I can see, I can see there being something going on between Microsoft and Nintendo. But what is it? Well, what is the deal though? Because all this seems like Nintendo getting everything they want, and Microsoft not really getting any Nintendo shit, are they? <laughs> Um, if, if the deal ends with them being able to get X Cloud on Nintendo, mm -hmm. yeah, it, so, it will probably help them. It, it'll definitely help Microsoft. Uh, I don't know how yeah. much it'll help Nintendo. Um, I mean, it'll help. As I said, it'll help Nintendo because there's so many third-party games that don't go on Switch because they can't run on the Switch because the hardware is so old, and because it's a portable device versus like a standard console. So, mm -hmm. game, as I said, Game Pass itself won't get on Switch. But xCloud probably will. And Microsoft might ha like say, okay, we'll give you a cut of, this, of some DLC or whatever. So that way Nintendo will still make some profit from games that would never have been on the console anyway. Or there'll be like a yearly contract that Microsoft will pay Nintendo for allowing it on their system. Yeah, guess we'll see. And then Nintendo will come up with a new NES, at the NSO Game Plus 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 sub for $100 a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, with one Game, Pass, Game Pass Ultimate is already $120 a year. Now with so. one X Cloud game a, day, a month. Emulated. Or any GameCube. <laughs> half a GameCube game a month. Only half. Well, that killed everything. <laughs> it killed nothing, man. We'll have to see. Um, but I, I, I feel like Microsoft's strategy is to get Game Pass on everything. Um, and they're going to do everything they can to do that. So, whether people want to believe it or not, Microsoft is essentially Sega of the Dreamcast time. Only they're not in the hardware business anymore. They'll still release hardware, but to them, they don't care how much money they lose on that. I, I at this point, I don't even know how long it's going to take them to recover from all these purchases because they never recover they never made a profit on X the Xbox division has never made a profit since day one. Everybody knows that. Um the their games division has never been profitable. And now they're what almost a trillion dollars in the hole with these two purchases of Bethesda and Activision Blizzard. <laughs> You know, Phil Spencer released the number. He said that Game Pass has 25 million subscribers now, which is a big number. But if you really think about it, um, Game Pass at the end of 2020 was at around 18 million subscribers. So between, I think it was like back in November of 2020. So between November of 2020 to January, say, 20th of 2022, they've only gained eight, about, what, 8 million subscribers. Yeah. That's 
in my opinion, not a very big number of subscribers to get it in a year. If you're spending this kind of money to get these games, like you spent all this money to get Bethesda, you put as many of their titles on Game Pass and it only gave you 8 million subscribers. If you want to go in and say you want to be the Netflix of gaming streaming or the gaming subscription services, you're not even close to what Netflix did in the first three or four years that they were around. Obviously, two different entertainment industries, but I don't think, especially in a time where people were stuck at home, they weren't going out, they needed to get games. Game Pass is essentially the best thing if you're on a budget, obviously. Um, 8 million subscribers in a year, in my opinion, is not... It's good, but it's not amazing. Especially with what Game Pass and all the games they have to offer on there. Maybe I'm just being dumb about it, but to me, I don't think that's a huge jump. For what Bethesda was supposed to probably bring to them. But I could... Obviously, I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm a, a genius in the department. Well, also, I, I, I don't... 8 million is impressive for me. Um, but my main thing is the fact that most of the... I don't... How much of those are full price, though? Like, how much are actually paying for Game Pass? Because so many... They always have so many deals where you get a dollar for a month or convert your game, um, your Microsoft Gold into Game Pass. How many of those twenty-seven million actually paid the the full price? I have no idea. I'd, be, I'd be shocked if it was more than a quarter. Like, I know so many people with two to three years of Game Pass they only paid a dollar. Because the fact that Microsoft had so many, um, so many deals. Mm -hmm. And you just have to look at it. You have to think about, okay, Microsoft is obviously forking over a lot of money to get games day one, third party games day one. You know, I, I really want to see the numbers of how much they're spending to how much they're getting back. But I know we're never going to see those numbers, especially if they're ba- if the if it looks makes Microsoft look bad. No, no company is ever going to release numbers that make them look bad. Yeah. Um. But I would think with all the hype behind Game Pass, everybody keeps calling it the the greatest thing ever, and it's Sony's dead because they don't have something like it. Honestly, I would have thought they'd at least be close to fifty million by now. I don't. Uh, I think fifty million is a bit much, but thirty to forty, at least. I would say thirty-five would be about where I'd expect them to be. Then ten million short of the mark. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I said, to me, the time where nobody was going out, Game Pass. You know, people lost their jobs. They needed money, but they still want to play games. Game Pass was the best thing for them. And only eight million. Yeah, I went to play Fantasy Fourteen instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, uh-huh. How much money would Square be losing right now if Fourteen was on Game Pass? You know. 
uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be interesting. I I you know right now I think in the first year we've seen the impact Bethesda had on the sale. Whether you know Bethesda single handedly contributed to eight million subscribers, that's a I don't think that's the case. But with Activision Blizzard now, how many subscribers would they get? How many people are going to subscribe to Game Pass so they can play Call of Duty day one on Game Pass? You know, because right now, quite honestly, in the next three years, what does Activision have besides Call of Duty? Overwatch 2 completely delayed indefinitely. Diablo 4 delayed indefinitely. They don't even have a release window, not even a release year. Um, so as far as we know, that's like 2024 at this point. Um, besides Call of Duty, we don't know nothing about Activision Blizzard. And what they have in the pipeline. So, what? How is this sale going to benefit them soon? Like, obviously, it might benefit them in the long run, but that's again, you're asking for a lot of loss and profits from this sale for a long time. And again, this is something Microsoft can deal with because they're just a black hole of money. They just have it all the time, everywhere. Um, nobody else can afford to pay this kind of money to get in the studio and lose money for so long because you bought the studio or this publisher. So it's literally a deal that only Microsoft could have made. Sony, Nintendo, nobody else could have made that that kind of deal for that amount. Anyway, you uh, is that it for today, everyone? I think that's it. Yeah, Gary, anything on so. any shout-outs? Yeah, shout-out to you guys, as always. Thanks for letting me chat your ears off. <laughs> um, yeah, shout-out to uh, the listeners, as always. Thanks for listening. You can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Nice. Alfonso? Have you got any shout outs? Alfonso? I think we've lost him. He fell asleep. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to you, Ben. Once again, happy birthday. Um, enjoy it to the fullest. Um, shout out to you, Gary. Um, like always, fun to chat with you guys. Shout out to all the listeners, to all the followers. Um, I excited, I'm excited for Friday, as you know. Pokemon and the Uncharted collection, so I'm going to be busy this weekend. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AliChan7. Talking about the um, Uncharted collection, that reminds me. Metacritic game. Do, 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 do. Oh, snap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have it open, there we go. Okay. Our first week, we had Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, which I reviewed. Go check out PSU.com. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, so I checked. Remember, this is the PS5 version. And the last time I checked, which was earlier today. Uh, let me double check just in case, just to make sure I'm not wrong. Uh, 
I want to be fair. Okay, yep. It got a 74. Which is a little higher than I thought it'd get, to be honest. So People disappoint me. It's great people <laughs> don't know what trash looks like anymore. <laughs> so, Gary, you gave it a 60. I gave it a 65, but the closest was Alfonso at 72. Aha! I guess Alfonso stays this trash as well. <laughs> <laughs> So, Congratulations, Alfonso. <laughs> this one is probably going to be an easy week. Um, I can't remember the name of the game. I think I got it right, but Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Out next week. Alfonso, as you won, you can go first. I'm going to go with 89. Gary. 87. Wow. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go with 75. Damn, better than hate on Uncharted. Should have gone with 88. That way, one of us would definitely win. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more news and reviews and the results to the Metacritic game, of course. Yeah. Goodbye.